What's going on, everybody? We're back. Episode six, Hawk and Oz. As always, <clears throat> holy shit. I'm Ryan. That's Brian. What's going on, buddy? How you been? How the last couple weeks been for you? They've been good. Um, six episode six. Hey, we've done six episodes already. Still not canceled. Still not canceled. Well, let's change that this episode. Um, <laughs> six episodes in, and we still don't have sponsors. No, no. Sponsor us, Sorry. please. Please. It's, it's a tough economy. And we're all just trying to make some extra money. Yeah. So use your hard earned money to give it to us so we don't have to work hard for our money. <laughs> we'll just read an ad. That's all it takes. That's all it takes, right? That's how uh, Rogan got that Spotify money. Yeah. And I'll say you don't even need to have a business. We'll we'll just do ad <laughs> reads for anything. Like if, if you're just a person, you're looking to find some love. Uh, you just want us to read off like your attributes, your qualities. Maybe you're like... Um, your instagram handle hit us up it's you'll go i'm not viral. i'm not paying you to do that brian i'm not paying you to do that well you will, will do it for free because you won't own this show but um everybody <laughs> else you gotta pay that is a good that's kind of like a niche thing i never thought of that you could have just like single people just be like hey yeah. can you read my hinge bio and then mm-hmm. uh you know all, all, all three of our female listeners will be like whoa like okay when we get big, we're going to do that. We should do a, a segment where we rate um, hinge bios um, and profiles. I already oh. have someone in my life that does that to mine. And uh, it's, it's not, it's, it's a very humbling experience. And I'm not yeah. sure how many people would be thrilled about that. Yeah. I wouldn't say like, uh, I wouldn't be taking any shots at like actual like physical attributes, just more like, you know, if they're writing like, you know, lover of the office, I'd kind of be like, all right, we've, we've seen that one before. That's, that's been done and dusted. Um, you know, just, a, just a Pam looking for my gym. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, you want the guy that, uh, you know, is a scumbag and hits on you at the office. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to bring up something that we, we don't really do too much video, but I do notice you've got uh, you got the new haircut. I got a new and, haircut today. Thank you for yeah, noticing. It, it, it reminds me. You remember when YouTube was first invented? There was that one video that went viral. It was like probably one of the first true viral videos of the guy with his new haircut, uh, the Jersey Shore looking guy. Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Is that why? Is that why you noted this down? Are you gonna be walking into the gym tomorrow morning like? Not now, Chief. I'm in the fucking zone. I'm in the zone. Um, no, I was. Um, I'm just, I'm happy because I finally found like a good barber. Um, and, and it's, it's been such a long, and I could do a whole podcast episode on this, but it's been such a long journey to find a barber because I have this really bad luck. And if you'll ask any of my friends or family, like I, I've talked about this, that um, I always end up getting the craziest barber possible. Um, and I used to go to one by my work uh, and I loved it, um, you know, like a couple of years ago. And I was like, okay, this place is great. Guy seems good. He knows how to cut hair, etc. And then like midway through, he started going on like a racist rant um, about <laughs> like, about basically immigrants coming into Canada. And I, I've never felt so vulnerable in my life because like, I disagree with him wholeheartedly on, on all of those subjects, but I'm not going to disagree with him 
while I'm sitting in his chair and he's cutting my hair. It's like he can really he can really screw me over. It was like a hostage situation. I was like, uh-huh. I can, I can see all sides to this probably. And just try to be like <laughs> as middle of the ground as possible. Um, and then so he... I stopped going to him. I waited. I found out when he was, I liked the barber shop. I really liked it. Um, so I found out when he wasn't like there, he was like the owner's son. So I was like, he's never going to get fired. Um, I found out when he wasn't there and I started going and I get literally the sweetest old lady. She's like 70. She looks like a grandma. Like that. You, when you picture a grandma, she looked exactly like that. She was so nice. Maybe she wasn't 70. She was probably like 60. Um, and I sit down and she's like, oh, how are you today, dear? And I was like, oh, here we go. This is great. Um, where She's cutting my hair. The sun is starting to set because it's the winter. And she looks over and she's like, the sun just sets so fast, hey? And I was like, yeah, great conversation. Yeah, it does feel like it's setting faster these days. She gets closer to me and she says, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's no coincidence. Um, you see... With the way that the Earth is flat, when the sun drops behind the horizon plane, that's why it disappears so quickly. And I was like, oh, my God, you're a flat earther. So same thing. Like, again, I'm like, mm, yeah, I I can see where you're coming from um, because she had she had my hair held hostage. Um, and uh, and then uh, the last lady I went to had like a really, really bad like hump and like hobble um to the point where like she kind of was like and hey fair enough no not disparaging against that but it's like i don't know if cutting hair is is the profession when like you literally like was resting on the the chair as she was cutting my hair and like everything was crooked and uneven and and all that and i was like okay never going here again but i finally found one um they seem good good price range no one's been racist yet um <laughs> so that's the bar that's the bar you like that's you walk the in, bar. you're like before you guys even touch my hair does anybody yeah. have some thoughts on immigrants like, yeah exactly like okay. i love it i think it's a bunch of i think it's um mainly um arabic gentlemen who are cutting hair and they're 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 great actually one one no joke one one person who was cutting my hair I, I forgot about this he's no longer there thank god but he was talking about his um long lost lover like from back home and um i was like oh man he's like i want to go see her but like it's 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 confusing and it's tough and her father um or um yeah her father doesn't uh, approve of of our relationship and i was kind of like oh man that really sucks like but like you know like romeo and juliet style like you're gonna go out there blah 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 and he's like i am i am he's like it's been so long since i've seen her last anyways he opens up that it's like his half sister and <laughs> <laughs> again i'm like you know well yeah keep it in the family <laughs> then he cut the hair and i was like okay and i found out that he's no longer there um but everybody else there has been lovely so th- that's where my haircut you, where are you finding these places and these people craigslist i've been, ads, going, to, I've been going to the same lady for the last since i was 17 years old so like pretty much half my life and yeah. not once have we ever <laughs> i think i just have that face that people are like I can tell this guy anything and, and he's, he's going to be okay with it. He won't, he won't confront me on it. It's like when you see those, uh, when you see those like ISIS hostage videos where they got the machete to the guy's neck, except for you, it's, it's the Canadian version where it's just, he's got the barber shears like right here. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, 
I'll tell you right now, like my hair on a good day when it's cut great doesn't look great. Um, so if if someone had any sort of malice when they were cutting my hair, it uh, it would ruin me for for many many weeks. Uh, I went to one I went to a, one barber who cut it way 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 too short. Like the sides were like basically using a razor blade, and I'm east I'm very Eastern European looking, so like it made me look like I was in this like um like gang from like Belarus or something and I had to go to a wedding and MC it and to the point where the 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 wife's who was marrying and parents didn't recognize me and they're like oh I didn't recognize you I was like oh yeah I just got a haircut and they just kind of looked at me like yeah uh, yeah it looks terrible and kind of walked away but um yeah I've I've had bad luck with haircuts and barbers yeah, I think the only time in the last like ten plus years I went uh, I went somewhere else. My hairdresser was on uh, a vacation, and I had to get a haircut for a wedding. And the guy cut it too short on the sides, hmm. but he left the top pretty good. But like, still, still trimmed it. But he left it. So I show yeah. up to this wedding, and I looked like I had just come back from like Desert Storm, and people yeah. were people were looking at me, and, and I was like, man, like, and I, even some of the photos, I'm like. Cause I had a tan shirt on and I looked like I was basically <laughs> like just stepped off the plane from the middle East for this wedding. Like people were shaking my hand. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank for you so much. for. <laughs> uh, well, man, I, I just wanted to take a minute. I had a, I turned 32 last week uh, yeah. and I had for the first, <laughs> what do you mean? Wow. <laughs> I said, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was agreeing with you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, this was the first birthday in three years, uh, I was thinking about this March, March born. So 2020, the world shut down in March, yeah. uh, 2021 still kind of shut down. And then even last year, I was thinking that I was trying to plan my dad's 60th birthday last year and most places would still not take, uh, large groups. And so it, it occurred to me that this was the first year in three years, uh, that I really had free reign to do whatever. Um, and, uh, and it was, it was honestly really special. I'm not a big birthday guy. I feel very uncomfortable asking people to do anything for me. Like, you know, especially for a birthday to be like, Oh, can we celebrate me? I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. with that. But there were a few people that, um, that really made it very special. Uh, one of my best friends, uh, who I, I also work with, uh, brought in some cupcakes and, and, uh, wrote me a very lovely card and then, uh, went to my, my sisters both uh, two of my older sisters on uh, my birthday went to a canucks game on thursday and then uh, obviously uh, you and i went out had a very lovely uh, romantic evening with pizza and john wick four um but it was it was cool man and, and so um you know it, it was it was really special i'm not like a, a really emotional guy either but there were a couple times there where people were reaching out just to say thank you or not say thank you sorry wish me happy birthday <laughs> thank uh, you for thank being you for born having another year um <laughs> and uh, and so it was really cool and uh yeah it just meant a lot so um you know if you're listening to this and you realize you forgot uh <laughs> you're, you're, you are dead to me this is um, all just a, a way a round trip to a nice long guilt trip there of like just so you yeah. know if you're listening to this you forgot a, uh, you know mom haven't heard from you that's all um <laughs> But I did want to I did want to tell you a funny story just quick because my niece who's ten, and I, I think I told you this the night we were hanging out. But uh, but my niece who's ten, she was telling me of, of her encounter with a substitute teacher, and I was it reminded me when I was her age we had a similar thing. We made a substitute teacher have a bit of a meltdown, and she did the whole, you know, I've been a sub for ten years or I've been a teacher for ten yeah. years, 
And this is never the worst in my entire time teaching. Right. Have I ever? <laughs> yeah. 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 And we felt bad. We felt so guilty. Like we were like, oh my gosh, you know, the next day we got a stern talking to. This was in 2001. And my niece is telling me the story about this teacher that did the whole, you know, yeah, I've been teaching for 12 years. You guys are the worst kids ever. And I was like, oh, I'm like, so did you guys like, like, how did you feel after that? She goes, I looked at her and I said, why are you telling us this? We don't care. If you don't like your job, quit and do something else. And I was like, you guys, you kids are fearless. Like, you know, careers we... are just a societal construct. Why are you following this? Like, well, and I, I was like, you and I were, we're not at that age where like, we didn't get like beaten at school. Like my dad's told me stories of getting the belt across the knuckles and stuff like oh, yeah. that. But we still got like, you know, like the teacher would come in and yell at us and they, you know, yeah. they would make us write lines or whatever they could get away with. And now it's like these kids are just, they're like, nothing's going to happen. Like, I'll say whatever I want. I think there's a, there's, to be honest, I think, and not to get into this old man talk, uh, which can very quickly fall into, but kids these days, uh, there's a power, I think there's a power shift in terms of like, and I've, I've heard this from people who are teachers where it's like, parents are crazy and like, yeah they they pull no punches in terms of like holding the teachers accountable for things because it's like oh my precious you know i'm gonna say some what's a stupid name these days i don't know like every (laughs) i don't know i just feel like there's so many like crazy unique names these days but it's like oh my darling like chrysanthemums um that was (laughs) that was bad that wasn't even close to a good one um my daughter's seven uh, is is an angel, and she would never she would never do anything. You're you must be the problem teacher, and then yeah. like it's so quick for the 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 blame to be put on the teachers, and it's like I think it's hard enough being a teacher, let alone like dealing with shit kids, but then dealing with even shittier parents um, for for like you know the the wage that you get. I don't think there's enough money in the world to to navigate that minefield. No, I mean, one of my best friends is a, uh, is a teacher and yeah, he, he's, he's, he's been a teacher since like he was 24, I think 24, 25 teaching high school kids. And he was like, he told me some stories of parents that were like, you know, how come my kid's failing? He's like, well, they're not doing their work. And the parents are like, well, how come he's not doing the homework? And he's like, I don't know. Like that it's called homework, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, like, shouldn't you be, shouldn't you be parenting when they're home? Like I get them from 8am to like 2.30. Uh, at two thirty one, they are your problem now. And if they're just off doing whatever, like how come uh, you have? Not, uh, how come you haven't raised my kid to be more accountable and, and do their homework better? Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's an old line. It makes me laugh. Uh, it was like, uh, it was like, you know, my, you know what my problem is? I've never been able to take accountability for my own actions, and I blame you for that. Um, <laughs> which always made me chuckle. You had a question in here too, which I, I'm I'm reluctant to to really answer this, but because uh, I feel like it. you don't, I feel like you don't have a, an answer. For, well, I do have an answer no, for this. Not really. Um, but but the the question is, what's the worst date you've ever been on? Um, and you know, people want to know this, Ryan. You, it, it's no it's no secret you've uh, played the field um, <laughs> over like the last. You however many years i've known you um i don't like how you raised your eyebrows well with that you have probably had a lot of opportunities for for dates and 
maybe some good ones, maybe some mediocre ones, but there's gotta be some like some all time stinkers. Um, and you don't have to name names obviously, um, or like specific details, but what, uh, what was the date that sticks out in your mind when you're like, Oh, that was, that was painful to get through. Um, I mean, painful to get through. There was one where somebody was very, very talkative on a dating app. And then we met up in person and she couldn't like form a sentence. Like she was, I don't know if she was nervous or a little socially anxious or something like that. Um, but the one that, that when I saw this question immediately came to mind and I, I don't mind telling the story. I actually don't, I actually like telling the story cause it is true. This is like straight out of a movie, but I, I met up with a, a girl to go grab coffee and uh, she forgot, but leading up to this, we had, we had swapped Snapchat uh, info as a way to communicate. And so right. we go, we sit down, we're having coffee and uh, I can tell like, she's not vibing, like she's not into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And she kind of does keeps the whole, look, like, keeps looking at the door. Just No, she door. kept looking at her phone. She had her phone on the table. And then uh, she, at one point, like she just kind of, you know, tapped the phone a few times. So we're talking and whatever, and the phone rings and she gives the most half-hearted, like, hello what mom's in the hospital okay i'll be right there and then she she gets up and she leaves and she's like i'm so sorry like the word like the worst acting right and she's just like yeah you know like i gotta go my mom's in the hospital that was my sister i'm like okay and i i I, like i knew right away and i'm like of course right well hey i was like i hope she survives and then uh she left And then, uh, and then literally from the time it took me to drive from the coffee shop to where I lived at the time, it was maybe about 15 minutes and I get home and, uh, I see like a Snapchat update. It's like, so-and-so has added a new story and she was sitting on the couch watching family guy with the dog on her lap. (laughs) Uh, So I just sent her a message. I'm like, Hey, hopefully your mom's okay. And then, uh, she blocked me and that was, that's, that's ruthless that's so um just like anti-confrontational like fast not passive aggressive i guess but like anti-confrontational where it's like i'm gonna oh that's i would have loved to hear the acting on that i would have loved if she oh my my mom's in the hospital like still gets a coffee to go before she leaves Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah i'll get a couple donuts as well yeah uh, just to go um yeah do you have any dog treats? Uh, I've got a dog back home that <laughs> loves them. Yeah. Um, you and I recently had, uh, speaking of, of, of bad dates. Uh, for I was going to say, uh, I hope you don't you don't talk about the, the mandate we just had, the John Wick Boston Pizza. Yeah, we saw John Wick 4, uh, which you and I have seen the second and the third one in theaters as well. It's kind of becoming a, a tradition. Yeah. And uh, what did you think of the movie? Oh, great action-packed um it's it's a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously uh as keanu's acting uh showed very very easily or very quickly like it's like um uh, oh the one line that he has it's like something about the it's like um someone was like blah 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 like what are you gonna do and he's like i'm gonna kill you (laughs) and like just the way that he said it was like very keanu and it's like i don't know um but overall, really good movie. Um, they have every, I think every John Wick has a some sort of underground club scene where he's, <laughs> for some reason, he's chasing after a, someone in a club and everybody's dancing to like German techno rave and he's fighting people in the middle of the dance floor and shooting them. And nobody's 
batting an eye. They just keep dancing. They're they're still um, vibing out because they're all high on ecstasy. Um, but <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the movie? You think it was good? It makes me want to get a all black suit and talk like I have brain damage. I mean, the, the Keanu. I've never been a Keanu Reeves fan. Like, I shouldn't say I'm not a fan of him. I just don't. I don't watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So, like the acting, it was it was quite apparent compared to the other guys on screen. Like Bill Skarsgård, great actor. Oh, he's so uh, good. Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, great actor. And so these yeah. guys are in character, and they're just like, like Brian, ask me, uh, ask me if I'm ready. Hey, um, Ryan, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> that that was the extent. Hey, yeah. ask me what I would do if uh, if I found uh, three spiders in the corner of my room. Hey, Ryan, what would you do if you found three spiders in the corner of your room? I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> this is Oscar. Oscar performance right here. I'll need a gun. I'm going to need a gun. Yeah. Like, and it was just, you know, so, I mean, Keanu seems like one of the nicest people that you can meet, yeah. but, uh, but I mean the way, I mean, dude, the cinematography, you, you actually mentioned the one scene that went yeah, the on, overhead uh, shot, they, they took the it, continuous yeah, shot. The overhead shot, which was like a one take. It must've been a one take. And it was, it was, it was a good couple minutes long. Like it was really impressive how they did it. Yeah. And he does a uh, 90% of his own stunts too. So like, kudos to to keanu for that like you've seen videos of him training and like doing gun training and combat training like he's he's a top tier action star uh as much as everyone gives shit to like a tom cruise like say tom cruise also top tier action star like it's one thing to be an action star and like always have body doubles dwayne the rock johnson um (laughs) or to actually go out and do these crazy stunts for like full authenticity of the film and like and yeah, and, and they always re- respect the, and appreciate their their stunt doubles a lot more. Like I know there's quite a campaign to try and get stunt work uh, in the Oscar categories, um, and I think Keanu's a big advocate for that. And like even after John Wick Four, he bought all of the stunt doubles that for those that the other ten percent that do his scenes, um, he bought them all Rolexes, and there's like four of them or whatever, and like got them all engraved. Like he's, I think they they have a really profound respect for stunt work because they know how tough it is doing it and and so they realize oh shit like you know i'm well i'm not just gonna like sit in my trailer while this guy goes goes and does all the craziest shit of the movie and then they tag tag me in when i've got to say a couple of lines and then i go to the craft food table and stuff my face like (laughs) um, yeah it is it's a thankless thing I, i remember hearing stories of like stunt doubles that have died or they have yeah. um oh yeah or like even then like seriously injured and it's like nothing i don't i mean granted it's all it's all uh not disclosed but um it's almost like they're hung out to dry it's like hey thank you for your sacrifice yeah. for the movie like we'll give you some money to kind of like cover your injuries and then you're done there's a scene in uh triple x with uh vin diesel where they basically it's vin diesel has to like they like shoot a, they shoot like a grappling hook to a boat and the person basically has to like zip line down from this paraglider down to the boat while it's about to go under a bridge. And no joke, the stunt double died doing that. And that was like the one take that they got. And they're like, oh, well, he would have wanted us to still use the footage. And it's like, I don't even know if they would, but they're like, we got this take. It's, we have to use it. And they so they cut it obviously before the man rams into a bridge and dies 
And then they yeah. like cut it to like Vin Diesel landing in the boat and be like, like it's like, <laughs> fuck you, man. You did nothing about this. Yeah. I, I like know. how when people say that, they're like, yeah, it's what he would have wanted. It's like, yeah, well, you, don't, well, you don't know. That, that. wasn't, no, I, I heard him. I heard him before. He said, if I ever die in a freak parasailing, repelling zipline accident, use the footage. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, we should move into what would Brian do? Uh, the segment where Brian gives his, his wisdom, uh, his, um, you know, his intelligence really shines through how well spoken he is. Wow. And I don't know if you caught this recently. There was, uh, an anthem singer at a Florida Panthers, Toronto Maple Leafs hockey game that completely butchered the anthem. And then in his apology post on Instagram, uh, which I included the link here in the notes, he takes a shirtless selfie and says that he's still trying to learn the Canadian anthem. And it got me thinking, you know, you, you've done some stuff like public speaking and, and you know, a little bit of stand up and everything. And it's like, it's one thing to be nervous, but then to throw a shirtless selfie up as a, as a part of your apology made me laugh. What would you do? if you had to sing the anthem for the American anthem and, uh, and you, you completely botched it, how would you go about apologizing to the good people in the United States? I, first off, I wouldn't botch it. Um, I, (laughs) I know that anthem like the back of my hand. Um, I'm not going to prove it to you right now. Uh, but in the crazy case that I were to forget any lyric, I just do what every person at a concert does when they forget the lyrics. I would just take the microphone and hold it out to the audience and just get them to <laughs> sing the next line and pretend like I'm just doing crowd work, but really I'm just like, well, what's the next word here? Um, but if I didn't do that and I had to do an apology, um, I wouldn't do it shirtless. I just do full nude. Um, <laughs> just top to bottom. <laughs> um to really show offering america just to really show my humility um (laughs) and it's like it's just me you know i'm just i'm i'm flesh and bone here i'm just a man (laughs) i make mistakes um you have to forgive me um and then i would just start pleading with them and then they'd probably go into like a rant uh and be like your anthem's not that great anyways Uh, oh canada's way better and um and then eventually i would just get banned off of twitter you would just instagram go, you would just go full uh you'd go full barber you would just be like you know what yeah you wouldn't have to sing so many anthems if you guys didn't yeah. have so many immigrants coming in <laughs> bombs bursting in the air like <laughs> stupid i don't even know yeah. the really. I, if you if you have a chance to hear the actual audio though it's like it's so painful because even him singing the lines he did know was off yeah. key and it was so like you know it wasn't the right inflection and everything we um, get this guy off of like Craigslist or something like, well, apparently he's just like an influencer, like most arena, like, you know, you go to the Canucks game, they hire, uh, either it'll be like a local celebrity. Like they've done, uh, Jojo Mason's done the anthem a few times, like local singer, uh, or they'll just, they have somebody that they've vetted properly. Yeah. And they had that guy, guy they had that guy, the big bearded dude or whatever, the opera singer. They had guy. him for a bit. Yeah. He retired. And then, yeah. but like this guy, apparently at this game was just some, local like influencer guy and they decided to throw him a bone and he went out there all fake tanned up botched the anthem and then 
blamed it and said that apparently he was supposed to have the words up on the jumbotron to kind of sing along to, um, which you know is is kind of a bad look because a few weeks ago in a Toronto like in Toronto. Uh, the microphone went out during the American anthem, and the fans picked it up. And if you, anyone, like any anyone who goes to a sporting event with both Canada and U.S. teams, yeah. you know the anthem by heart. And so that was the thing. the The mic went out, and the the Canadian uh, or the uh, Toronto fans just rocked the anthem, and then they rocked their own anthem. And uh, this guy's got no excuse. I love I love how good Canadian fans are for that, and like <clears throat> you can tell, there's like a genuine respect for the anthems. <clears throat> even if it's not your um, original anthem, it's like, hey, we understand the importance and the significance of this, so we, we're going to pay it that respect. We're still going to stand. We're not going to talk. Hats off, etc. Um, I think that's really cool. And like it should be. I think it's really cool to really have pride in that moment. I think it's special. It's really cool. Everyone kind of gets together, and it's just a really good energy when, when, they, when you have like a really good anthem. So, you know, screw that guy for not knowing, knowing the anthems. I um Brian's advice here actually to learn to learn stuff um if you don't remember it I I did this when I was in grade six uh I had a French presentation and I had to do like a paragraph or two in French and I I'm so 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 bad at French and what I did was back then when you could burn CDs I burned a CD of me saying the two or three paragraphs like the three minutes worth of speaking um all into onto the CD. I, 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 I recorded myself doing that. And then I slept with headphones on and I played it on loop <laughs> the entire night. And I kid you not the next morning, I knew that thing back to front, front to back. I was it. So, you know, maybe he should do that next time. I don't think there's going to be a next time. I think people are quite, uh, quite angry, but I didn't know that actually worked. I've heard of people doing that and then they wake up and they can recite Shakespeare verbatim and that, that kind of thing. Like, but I didn't yeah. realize that it actually worked. Yeah, it, it it definitely helped because you just hear it over and over and over again. And then it's like, it just starts becoming part of your, you know, talk track. All right, we'll move into the, uh, the recommendation segment before we get into our uh, news story. Um, I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel I found. It's called Two Rockin' Grannies. Uh, I'm a, I like metal. I like hard rock. Um, and I found this channel and it's, it's literally exactly how it sounds. It's two, uh, mm-hmm. two elderly ladies that apparently back in their day, uh, were big metal fans, like, cool. you know, the Judas cool. Priest, Led Zeppelin era. And, uh, and they sit there and they, you can tell it's so wholesome and endearing. Like they don't, I don't know that they fully grasp YouTube or at least their early videos, I don't mm. think they fully grasp it. It sounds like their grandson or one of them has a grandson that's kind of helping them with yeah, the, yeah. you know, like, where am I supposed to look like? Okay. And uh, it's just good content. Like, even if you're not like a huge fan of, of the music, um, they'll just kind of, you know, they, they react to different things, but it's mostly metal music. And um, it's cool because like some of those YouTube reaction channels, it's, uh, you know, it's like a guy that is like, you know, a traveling musician himself yeah. or, just a diehard metalhead with, you know, full of tattoos, scary looking guy. And they're talking about the riffs and the pit and everything. And these two, one of the videos, there was a guy in a wheelchair uh, that they, that was crowd surfing. Like the, the fans were holding him up and they mm-hmm. stopped and they talked for like 30 seconds about, you know, like, you know, isn't that nice? Like they're, they're so <laughs> nice to hold this young man up and he's having the time of his life. It was uh, it's a very cool channel. 
Uh, I say check that out if you've got some time. Brian, what do you got? I like that, first of all. It's kind of like the, there's a grandma who does plays Skyrim, Skyrim Grandma, and she does like reviews on Skyrim and like same wholesome content. It's like, it's just, I don't know. They, they, the way that they talk about it and the way that they kind of describe things, because it's so easy, I think, for, for people to be cynical about a lot of stuff. So it's like, have some good, like just genuine wholesomeness uh, and positivity as you're, you're talking about this and learning about it. Um, recommendation. I am going to, surprise, surprise, pick a movie. Um, I'm going to recommend, because I watched this again recently, it's probably one of my favorite movies um, of all time. Uh, and it's called 12 Angry Men. Um, hmm. Uh, you nod like you have you heard of 12 angry men i've, I've yeah. watched it the the og one yeah yeah how good is it it was really good i think i was yeah. i was taking a law class in high school yeah and, yeah yeah uh, and we watched it like i, I was going to be batman or something i was taking law but um but yeah <laughs> we watched it and it was yeah it was really good yeah so the main guy who actually i found is jane fonda's father yeah father yeah. or grandfather it's father Maybe. i think um what's that is it Henry Fonda? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but incredible movie. It's about, obviously, 12 uh, jurors in a murder case. And uh, they are all going to the room to discuss um, the verdict and if the, the person's guilty or not. And this is not really a spoiler, but, like, you know, it's it seem, this has been used in cultural media so much like pop culture and, and it's been referenced so many times like because it's just such a like it's that classic case of like everyone's kind of thinking one one way and one person's thinking no 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 let's let's talk about this a bit more and over the course of the is trying to like change the the opinions um of the people in the room and it literally doesn't leave that room the movie was made in 1956 so it's all black and white or 57 um, but it's so compelling. Um, you're like the, the writing is so good. The dialogue is so good. Um, so it's just hour and a half. It's just like a really good, easy watch. And like, it's cool because you see the, the main character, Henry Fonda as like, like just such a good representation of like a, 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 f- a properly just person and, and the logic and the thought process of like a really just person where, I feel like movies don't really showcase that as much anymore or like show that or, or like in, in kind of culture or society where it's like this person was just like a very rational, logical, just decent man. Um, so it's, it's really cool. It's really refreshing and it's nice to see cause you can kind of incorporate the, that kind of thought process he has into your own um, lifestyle and judgments and, and help fight some of those like kind of preconceived notions that we all fall victim to. But the earth is still flat. But the Um, earth is still flat. I mean, that's a given. All right, we'll move into, uh, we we just have the one news story. And it's uh, selfishly, I think we added this because you and I both have our own uh, versions. But the, uh, the story of a father who was duped into becoming his son's bank robbery getaway driver. Uh, <laughs> the confused father wondered why his son was taking off articles of clothing after walking out of the bank. Uh, speaking of wholesome and endearing senior citizens, 
Uh, this guy uh, drove his son to the bank and, uh, you know, his son from the sounds of it was into like drugs. Like his, his dad had uh, told police he'd been uh, talking to his son about checking into a drug treatment center at a local hospital earlier that day. Uh, but he couldn't talk his son out of uh, leaving the, leaving the car. And so the son says, well, you know, can I just uh, get a ride to the bank to cash a check instead? <laughs> the son entered the bank uh, with the intention to demand cash using a note, but abandoned the plan once inside, cursing and demanding money instead. And uh, and then on the way out, he just, uh, you know, his dad, his poor old man is just like, that's strange that my son's stripping down after, uh, you know, after leaving the bank. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor, poor dad. Like, just... I don't know to be to be duped into the, just like oh yeah you need a ride okay uh, we're oh we're going to the bank all right well uh, I'll just wait across the street here Rick, wicked parking spot I found uh, you go in there I'll, I'll hang out here listen to my uh, NPR radio and uh, yeah the son's just basically committing a robbery um, and and you don't even know that you're the get it's a it's the perfect cover up too I think because like if you saw like an old elderly man driving away from a seat like if they're like oh we've got an apb on this car blah blah blah, it looks like this and then it's just like as the police are driving by they see like this like elderly man driving like a beige sedan they're like that's that's probably it's probably (laughs) not them um so well no because that's how they did catch them though is the the son got 620 bucks oh sweet good payout yeah yeah not bad but the the dad drives him away and then as he's he's coming back across town he drives past the bank and he notices uh you know all the cop cars outside the bank and literally some one of the tellers saw him driving by and goes that's the car and so half a block later they track down uh the uh the patriarch and uh, talked to him and he you know and they believed him he just said yeah i, I had no idea um <laughs> so you're right it could be the ultimate uh the ultimate de- deception what if Hold on. What if it was the dad's plan? He's the mastermind behind all this. He <laughs> forced his son to go in there and rob it. And then he was just going to be like, oh, I didn't know my son was robbing a bank. I'm just on the way on my way to the, the garden center. And, uh, and they're like, oh, it's OK, old man. You keep driving. We'll take care of your son. He's like, excellent. I'll keep the six hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> this is my money. It's, it's, he totally backstabbed his own son to get the full cut of that very lucrative pot of money. It's a real, uh, real life DB Cooper here. Yeah, he's like another one hundred and eighty dollars, and I've got that PlayStation Five that I so desperately <laughs> want. God of War Ragnarok will be mine. <laughs> oh man, but, yeah. I mean, it's it's not. Uh... It's kind of sad. I mean, it sounds like, uh, like I said, the son was in, into the drug game, but um, but you had a story of your own uh, unsuspecting driver that you wanted to share. When, when I was in uh, California, or Cali, as we call it, um, uh, as a local, we, we were uh, taking an Uber, which is kind of like a ride share down in Cali. You wouldn't understand. Um, and the Uber <laughs> guy picked us up, and he was like this 60-year-old super Cali surfer dude. Um, totally my vibe and he's driving us around and um as he's about to um drop us off i remember him saying um he's like oh i'll pull over on the side of the road here on the street to like let you hop out because he kind of took us on like a little bit of a detour um and we're like oh sweet thank you and he's like yeah i usually don't like pulling up on the side of the street um and, and parking like this uh because 
funny enough, um, I didn't know this, but uh, I was actually once hired uh, as a, for a fair where um, I was part of, I was the getaway driver for these two folks. So he said that they, they, they requested an Uber. They said, go to this location, which was like a store or whatever. And then they preset in the next location, which was like away from the store. So then the, the guys go in, they rob the place. They run into his car and they're like, okay, go, 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 go. And he like, he doesn't know what's going on at first. So he starts like driving away. And then like, as he clues in, um, he realizes. So he pulls over to the side or whatever. Like, he's like, no, no, like, I don't want anything to do with this, blah, blah, blah. And so they like, they freak out and they get out. And no joke. He's like, in my confusion, like when I was handling the phone or whatever, it was, I was all over the place. He accidentally gave them five-star review uh, as like a, <laughs> as a, as the writer. So these guys are doing a robbery, but like the the Uber driver gave them five stars for being pleasant uh, pleasant robbers in the backseat of his car. <laughs> I thought that was so. <laughs> it's actually like kind of cool in a sense because yeah, they could have been you know if they were armed, they could have been like no, like keep driving. Right? Yeah, but the fact that they're like all right, we'll respectfully leave your car. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I can't let this hurt my rating. This it's all I have. <laughs> please, please don't don't give me under four stars. I wonder if they tipped him or if they gave him what, what they yeah. gave him for a rating. And they're like, they put was, in the yeah, other, other would, comment section, like, that. shit getaway driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have a I have a story of, uh, of a bank robbery, actually, that uh, you know, I've been yeah. on the other side. I've been on the other side of this, uh, our, our news story. Um, and I'll try to make this quick because I know uh, it, it is. There's, but I, I got to give some context here. So I, you know, Brian and I used to work at a bank. Credit and um, and we were uh, it was a it was a cold day. I remember that it was a cold day. It was kind of overcast, and I get called into work, and I'm already like choked because I'm like it's my day off. They're like, no, somebody was sick. We let them leave early. We needed to come in. So I'm like, okay, I show up, and uh, and I see this guy from across the parking lot. He's in a hat and sunglasses and a big puffy jacket, and he's walking with some purpose. He's not walking too fast, but he's not walking too slow. I'm just thinking in my head, this is a little odd because it's cloudy out and this guy's looking like he's going to the beach. And this happened to be like, it was like a oh, middle of the weekday and there's no foot traffic. So he walks in, he look, he does a quick look around, sees there's nobody there. And then he loudly announces, I need to help him with something, you know, and he pulls out this piece of paper and it's all folded up and I'm oh, okay. So he walks over to me and there's nobody around. The people are either on lunch, like where I worked was a very small branch. We didn't have a ton of people to begin with. And, uh, and so, you know, he pulls out this piece of paper, hands it to me and it's an essay. It's like, <laughs> and it's like it's hello like there, sir. How are you? Good. I am good as well. Thank you for reading this note. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's like paragraph one. This is a robbery. I want $5,000 in fifties and hundred dollar bills. Do not scream. Do not make attention to yourself or bring attention to yourself. Paragraph two, I do have a gun. <laughs> it's a real gun. Uh, like it's, I get to paragraph three. I'm like, okay, I get, I get it. Like just, I, just I think I get the, the thesis of the, or the, the topic sentence of this essay. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, if you're for anyone listening, if you're going to rob somewhere, just write, this is robbery. Don't, don't yeah. write a, you know, a, a big paragraph or big. Furthermore. Essay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, this guy was a pro like he he did he robbed like six or seven other places he was very calm throughout now for context there is a verbal cue and a physical cue mm -hmm. if you work at a bank and you're being robbed and the you know the physical cue is you walk up you touch someone on the elbow and then you say a, a key phrase 
uh, because nobody touches anyone on the elbow. No. And so I'm looking around. I'm like, there is, there is nobody. Like, there's nobody around. I'm like, okay. So I told the guy, I can't give you five thousand dollars. I don't have that kind of clearance. Yeah. And uh, and there's like a little wall. And I go, give me a second. I peek my head around the wall and I see one person. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, this is this is the one. She was a very very lovely lady. Um, you know, was super friendly. One of the kindest hearted people that you could ever meet. And I reach over and I'm still trying to make sure that he sees me, but I kind of reach in and I touch her on the elbow and I give her the, you know, the, the, the phrase. And she looks at me and she looks at me touching her elbow. And then she looks at me like she's about to call human resources. <laughs> Why is this guy touching me? And she crinkles her face up and she goes, just a minute. <laughs> and now, and now I'm sweating because <laughs> I'm like, uh, all our training is out the window here. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. And this guy, like I stood there, I froze. I was like, wait, what? Uh, I was more rattled by her reaction than the guy telling me he has a gun. <laughs> and he must've thought that I was like alerting a whole group of linebackers behind this wall. Cause he just takes off. And I go to the I go to the door and I watch him walk away and I lock the door and my coworker comes around the corner and she's like, Why are you locking the door? It's only 3 30. And I turn around and I'm just like, Do you not realize what just happened? And uh and then everyone else came like out of nowhere. They're like, Whoa, was that guy a robber? And and uh made me laugh. And um, I mean not in the <laughs> moment, but I was kinda like, you know, this is a little ridiculous that our training uh, didn't go, didn't, didn't go so well. Training so we about it. Yeah. It stops. It stops when somebody's busy, you know, that's, that's the, <laughs> that's how you thwart the training. If somebody's doing something at that time, if they're not completely free to go help you, sorry, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> but what was, what was funny was that like, you know, this guy does, he did end up getting caught and in this news article, when they announced that they caught him, because he was he was all over the place. He was in our city. He was a couple towns over. He hit like five other places yeah. and they finally catch him. And in the article, they write, you know, he was arrested and, and whatever. And they highlighted our branch like we uh, like one we were, branch you know, didn't give in Justice league. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it said. It said like, oh, in this in this branch, he didn't get any money, though. And I was like, yeah, because we totally muffed every single yeah. security measure that we had in place. The heroism um, of that, the the employee and and more importantly, the coworker uh, in this scenario, <laughs> not giving into terrorist too. demands, saved this branch 5000 of insured dollars that we would have recovered yeah. when we arrested the man. And that lady too, I felt like, you know, she left the branch not soon after. Um, and I went up to her on her last day and I just touched her on the elbow and I said, Hey, thanks for always having my back. Yeah. She, uh, she didn't know whether to laugh or to cry, I think, but, uh, but yeah, she was, she was a very, she, she was very, very, um, sad. Like I, I would even joke around with it and she looked like she was going to cry because she felt so bad and yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I mean, as one would, uh, but yeah, a few months later she got promoted. Uh, a few months after that, I got fired. So um, you know, I was going to say, who, uh, don't worry, guys, listeners. Um, they they gave Ryan um, quite quite the um, accolade uh, after this. They they made sure <laughs> they, they that he like, was taken care they're of. Like you're going to be here tomorrow, right? And I was like, I, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like we actually just noticed your work kind of your work ethic and and quality declined recently um we're gonna have to let you go and it's like yeah because i got fucking robbed and like yeah 
dealing with the that anxiety was that they they had every cop car in town basically showed up because there was multiple exits to the parking lot so they were trying to block off exits they were trying to get all these you know they were they were searching like other yeah. cars and everything and i see this lady and she was a she went to this church nearby she was doing deposits she did deposits for them every you know every middle of the week and she was not a very pleasant lady um she was always quite rude and i see her weaving between <laughs> these cop cars around these armed police officers yeah. and she gets to the front door and tries to open the door and somebody outside is like oh uh the the bank is closed and she she slumps her shoulders <laughs> and she's like <sighs> and then she came back the next day and she was like venting and i don't know if you remember my coworker lauren was a no-nonsense mm. you know and she was telling lauren she's like you know i came here yesterday I don't know why you guys were closed early and Laura, Laura just gave her a look like we you got, must be the dumbest person. We got robbed. You saw all the cop cars. She's like, well, God doesn't, doesn't have time to wait for our deposits to come in. They, <laughs> he needs those pronto. And yeah, it was, it was a tough look, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, anytime people ask me what it's like, uh, you know, getting robbed, robbed, I say it's like losing your virginity. Like you think you're going to have every move planned out for the several minutes you're involved and, <laughs> reality is it's over quite quickly and you cry a little bit after um unless some of you had a different experience but um i can't think of a better way to end i can't think of a better way to end the episode than than that right there that little comparison just just repeating the story you told me about your first time (laughs) oof oof (laughs) oof Yeah, Coincidentally, we'll there was five thousand dollars cash involved, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you left with nothing, <laughs> and I left with nothing. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Hey, this has been great. Uh, great to see you, buddy. Thank you again for uh, for taking me out the other night, and I think we'll uh, we'll end it here. <laughs> Thank you.